Greetings, friends. Uh, this is Paul here with Stephen, back with you for another episode of the Rocky River United Methodist Church podcast. We are officially in the month of December, which means uh, on into the Advent season. And we're excited to uh, to take a, a, a little sidetrack uh, here into a, a kind of a different genre, different experience uh, through the month of December and, and the Advent season with you uh, this year. We've been going strong for uh, goodness, Stephen. What is this like? Eight nine months now? Yeah, it's been yeah close to that. Yeah, it's who would have thunk? Uh, yeah, and, and thank you uh, all of you, whoever's <laughs> out there for hanging with us. <laughs> right. uh, we really appreciate um, having this connection with you. So, in the month of December, uh, we, we've done a few interviews the last few weeks, and, and we'll come back with some more uh, on the other side of Christmas, no doubt. Um, but we we uh, we debated on what sorts of things we could cover, what topics we might uh, engage in, and we kind of wanted to to take a more laid back approach and do a little uh, pop culture stuff. That's uh, really what the church as a whole is doing with our, our Advent study, engaging the the story of the Nutcracker uh, this year through Matt Rawls' book. And I don't know uh, some of you all are, are in groups or maybe have, have uh, purchased the book, uh, following with us through the sermon series. Uh, but uh, we thought, Stephen and I thought, well, we'd just uh, take a little more lighthearted, uh, laid-back approach to Advent as well. Um, uh, not so much with the Nutcracker. We, we don't want to you know, steal Matt Rawls' uh, thunder in, in the book that he wrote and the sermon series that's uh, putting out there. We thought we'd engage on uh, some, of, some of the other uh, Christmas stories that are known and loved by uh, many, many people in our, in our society, in our culture, and just have some fun breaking them down, getting uh, familiar with uh, some of the maybe the Christian themes that we may or may not even know exist within them, and just uh, hear some of, of Stephen and I's insights on them, uh, some of the things that really touched our hearts or challenged us uh, about these either movies or shows or what have you. And uh, so I hope that piques your interest. I hope you're uh, excited to uh, travel with us the next couple of weeks as we do just that. And our first, um, our first, we Stephen and I were debating on what, what it even is. It's not a movie. Yeah. It's not a TV show. It's a one-time uh, Christmas special. Or what did you call it, Stephen? Like a skit? It's, it's like a short. I don't know if it's one time. It's, it, they show it like almost every year, don't they? Well, they they, they show the same. <laughs> they repeat it. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. That's uh, so true. you know, maybe it was the precursor to the like the Pixar shorts that you. True. Yeah, except with more talking and such. Yeah, and a little bit longer. A little bit longer. About so almost thirty minutes. Yeah, almost 30 yeah. minutes. We should probably introduce it. We should no probably one. just say what it is. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is not a trivia game. Yeah. Um, so we're going to hang out with uh, Charlie Brown and the Peanuts characters and, and Charlie Brown's Christmas special uh, today uh, for a bit and just uh, break down our, our impressions of it and see uh, what we can't unveil about uh, what uh, what exists within the special, some themes, uh, some just nuggets of wisdom that we can offer and just have some fun with it. Uh, uh, so right. Stephen, you know, yeah, I know you were uh, you were refreshing yourself by watching the uh, special just in the last couple of days. What right. what uh, impressions overall do you have on the Charlie Brown Christmas special? Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm excited about us just having this kind of shooting the breeze conversation about um, this movie. And just yeah, my first general impressions were um, I know this came out in 1965. I think yeah. it came out. So that was before I was born, and 
was a it? few months before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few short, you know, almost decades. But you were, you were close right, there, right, Steve. Close. Yeah, close. Um, but I, I think what's amazing about the movie is just how timeless it is, even though it came out in 1965. Um, it has a timeless message to it. And really, it, it's, has, it speaks right to our culture today. I think that's what makes it a classic. Um, that's what makes it something that's just love to watch and um yeah when i watched it back again it you know have a nostalgia rush did you have a nostalgia rush oh for sure yeah yeah for sure something you're like you're recapturing a piece of your childhood exactly yeah um you know and how many other christmas uh specials or or even movies or shows do people literally watch year in and year out you know without fail um I guess it helps maybe that it's only a half hour right, long because exactly. they're not giving up that much of their busy Christmas season. But yep. uh, but you're right. I would say timeless. Um, and then there's something, yeah, nostalgic about it and something, I, I don't know, I'm puzzled with this, but um, the simplicity of the yep. story yeah, and even the that. visuals, uh, the filming and yep. all of that. Uh, somehow is is an yeah. engaging, enticing to me that there's not yep. all the distractions of uh, like over the top dialogue right. or uh, special effects. It's just right. a real simple, almost like on the on the same line as like the old Warner Brother cartoons and such. Right. Um, you know, sitting down watching a. Uh, Three Stooges or, you know, Laurel and Hardy mm. uh, episode or something. <laughs> like, it, it's nostalgic, but it's nice and simple. Yeah. And just it, it captivates you because of how brilliant uh, yeah. it, it was written and, and uh, put together. Yeah, I think the simplicity of it is definitely plays a huge part in it. Just knowing that it was hand-drawn and it's just, it gets right to the message and one thing I also love about it too is is the simplicity of its music. This kind of like relaxing, classy, jazzy piano music mm-hmm. in the background um, just sets the mood, and it's just a really kind of peaceful theme, to be honest. And yeah, I've really, I really like that. I, I think the simplicity of it is what makes it also what makes it more timeless. Because when it's just so simple, it can it can fit into different time periods and cultures. Because of just the plain simplicity of it and in the heart of the message. But sure. yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, 1965, we did the research, was the first uh, broadcast of the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Right. Uh, you may all know the name Charles uh, Schultz. And yep. uh, he was the creator of the, the Peanuts series and, of course, the Christmas special. Uh, we did a little research on it, and, and we both unearthed this, this fact that it almost didn't even make it on TV. Uh, mm-hmm. The filming or, or the creation of it didn't really complete uh, until uh, almost a week before the deadline and, and when it was supposed to air. So it mm-hmm. almost didn't meet its deadline. Uh, the budget was really small. And uh, the you know the child the, the voices are, are just hmm. uh, you know child actors they kind of I don't know maybe even pulled off the street and said yeah. oh you're you're gonna be <laughs> right. you're gonna be Linus in this show that nobody's ever <laughs> right. heard of um, right and and then the re- the the religious theme uh, right. was a huge um, no no for for something that was hmm. intended for such a wide base and and culture uh, you know wide. Uh, portion of our culture to mm. try and um, get any traction with something that has such an overtly religious message right. was uh, really uh, uh, frowned upon or, or nobody expected it to succeed, even the people who produced right. it and mm-hmm. <laughs> created yeah. it, right? Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a really 
fascinating uh, success story. I'm wondering, uh, I think the, the characters are really what engage people more than anything. Right. And just the story of the characters and how uh, relatable they are. Um, which of those characters do you see one or more of them as being ones that you're connected to or, or drawn to the most? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, before I answer that, I want to get back to about what you were saying about the film is that I looked it up and it won an Emmy Award. So I think it's interesting <laughs> how you said it barely got to production and uh, ends up being one of the most influential films. Um, if you consider it a film, short film, um, and wins an Emmy Award. Um, and I think, yeah, the characters are definitely what makes this so memorable. Um, it will also makes Charlie Brown, and Charlie Brown in general such a classic um through the generations um i guess what character uh i guess the easy answer is charlie brown (laughs) because uh, i just i love his in the film him taking such a deep um look into christmas and not just accepting it off face value as all the rest of the kids were uh, which was it was really interesting to hear all the kids perspectives from lucy um, to Sally, Charlie Brown's sister, all the kids, um, Snoopy's <laughs> perspective <laughs> on Christmas. Um, it, it's just funny how Charlie Brown was the one who was like, I'm going to break out of the box, break out of the mold, and think differently about Christmas. And, and the theme of like not seeing the commercialism that existed in Christmas and and how that's still true. Um, even though it was made in 1965, the commercialism of Christmas is still a major theme in in Christmas here in America all the time. Um, Yeah, I guess Charlie Brown was, what about for you, a memorable? Uh, To me, I I pondered this, and I I kind of feel drawn to Linus. Yeah, Uh, I would have said Linus, There's something special about Linus, Linus. and I can't put my finger on it. I feel like... Is it because you run around with a blankie? The blankie, sucking my thumb, (laughs) you know, those are his trademark things. And at least up until a few years ago, that was (laughs) – but I've grown up quickly. Um, But, yeah, those those things that we know about Linus, the the security blanket, which I I guess was a phrase that didn't exist. It was like a Charles Schultz creation, this notion of a security blanket, um, or at least the the terminology for it, and then – uh, walking around sucking his thumb, you know, uh, <laughs> that's those aren't the reasons I'm drawn to Linus, but I'm, I'm drawn to the fact that you know, he is he is so secure in, in mm-hmm. his own person. Like he he doesn't seem to care. The one thing that Charlie Brown can't get past this notion of what everybody else thinks about right, him. Right. Uh, Linus has got down pat. Like he right. can he can just be himself. Whatever whatever right. makes him feel happy, uh, he goes around and. He's not hurting anybody. He's just right. doing his thing. And, you know, Lucy can get on his case every 10 minutes about his blanket. You know, why do you carry <laughs> that stupid blanket around? And Linus just shrugs it off. And, right. and and then when he's given an opportunity to speak to some of these issues, he has more insight, more intelligence than right. like anybody else in, in, the, right. in the cast. Uh, so I like Linus. I, he, I enjoy Linus. Yeah, Linus also, too, is one of one of the only people that would actually listen to Charlie Brown. Um, <laughs> I guess Lucy would listen to him, but uh, if if he paid five cents, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. If he comes paid some money. Cost. Right, because of the cost. Yeah. And I, I like, uh, and Lionel just plays, he's like, kind of like an outcast like Charlie Brown among the kids, and mm-hmm. but he's also one of the most intelligent or 
at least thinking on the same wavelength of Charlie Brown, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like Linus too. I think early in the the special, like Charlie Brown confesses to him that he's basically depressed. Like right. all this stuff that's going on, it's supposed to make him happy. Yeah. It doesn't. And Linus's response is, you know, Charlie Brown, you're the only person <laughs> yeah. that can take a season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Yeah. And I don't think Linus buys into all of the commercialism. I don't yeah. see that in him at all. But it also doesn't it doesn't hold him back. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't weigh on him. He just right. kind of, uh, you know, marches to the beat of his own drum. He does exactly. his own thing. You know, so I I enjoy him. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the characters had like memorable kind of quotes. Yeah. Um, I think of Sally, Charlie Brown's sister, riding the Santa Claus, and she's like. Um, if, if all the toys is too much, um, you can just send cash, 10s and 20s. So. <laughs> 10s and 20s? I know, 10s and 20s. Even my own sister. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and just to like how the kids wanted a aluminum Christmas tree. It was that, that's, I should have did some research on that. Was that a big thing? Back in the '60s, aluminum Christmas trees. You're you're looking at me like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I <laughs> back in my college years in the '60s. Yeah, the aluminum tree fad was everywhere. Right. No, I I honestly uh, had every intention of asking somebody older than me <laughs> before we recorded this. Um, because I thought it was just a, a Charlie Brown Christmas special thing. I thought oh. Charles Schultz made that up out of out of thin air. He could have. But I did read when I did some research that because of the um, because of the way that the special portrayed aluminum Christmas trees, that the aluminum Christmas tree industry completely oh. tanked after this. So oh, really? it certainly made me think that it was a real thing. And, you know, not to put down any members of our audience that once purchased one, but I I just don't see the attraction. Well, Uh, yeah, I I guess there's... Yeah, I guess they don't call them aluminum aluminum anymore. It's just artificial Christmas trees. Um, Yeah, I I wonder. That that would be... I guess if anyone who's listening uh, (laughs) who wants to shoot us an email about aluminum Christmas trees... Put something down in the comment field. Right. That's what that field's for, exactly. right? So you can solve all of our dilemmas. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you were talking about some of the themes in in the movie. And, and to be honest, like watching it as a kid, you don't even realize there are themes. You're just enjoying right. the characters and the humor. So watching it now as I'm older, you, you do pick up on that theme of uh, kind of the anti-commercialism yep. Yep. thing that Charlie Brown's struggling with and, and – um, and even some other uh, themes about you know friendship right. and and of course we eventually get around to the the story of Christmas uh, from yeah. Luke two that Linus reads. But um, yeah, I, I have a lot of admiration for at least what Charles Schultz was trying to do at the time. Yeah. Right. Um, and I don't know if you did you find anything out about about him and his background um, and what he was trying to accomplish through this. Yeah, I that's a good question. I I know. After doing some research, I he wasn't a particularly he has some Christian influence and 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 was raised in the church, kind of I think his parents were nominal Lutherans I believe, um, but he didn't have really I guess later on in his life he confessed more to being a like secular humanist, um, but I, I still find that even more fascinating for the fact that he's quoting scripture in this piece. Um, and this Charlie Brown Christmas is 
one of the most famous things about Charlie Brown, right? I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's up there. Um, when people think of Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown Christmas is one of the things that they think about. So I find that fascinating that he has um, that quote of scripture in there. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Yeah, I, I did read somewhere um, something fascinating to, for us in particular. He was a um, a Methodist Sunday school teacher. Yeah, that's what I read. So too. you know, yeah. he was just like you, Stephen. <laughs> younger, right. Uh, you know, of course, you, you do a little bit more than that, but uh, you do teach Sunday school. Uh, he yeah. was in California at the time. It's uh, weather's a little bit different out here, right. but, but he, yeah, it sounds like he kind of was all over the map. Um, but at least at some point in his life. The uh, Christian message right. um, was important to him, and something that he was very courageous, very bold about getting right. out there to to larger right. society. Right. Um, and then, you know, I think there were some other themes that he was trying to communicate to folks, um, whether they're Christian based or or just um, you know secular themes mm-hmm. that I I could still get behind. But the the whole commercialism piece and, yeah. and such. Also, uh, I think of the theme of like. Um, when Charlie Brown brings a small tree. Um, so it's also really interesting. Part of the theme, too, in the movie is like showing love to the rejected or the small, like mm. the Christmas tree. The small Christmas tree was rejected. No one wanted it. Everyone, that that was a memorable scene for me, too, is when Charlie Brown brought it in and everyone, like, called him stupid and he failed and like i mean they be they really yeah yeah they like ripped into him i never really caught that when i was young how vicious they were to charlie brown you know and and snoopy was yeah leading the the whole thing in fact he kept laughing at him for like 10 minutes after everybody else walked away yeah even when charlie brown came in in the scene to be the director for the first time, <laughs> Snoopy was the one booing in the background. So. <laughs> yeah. Man's best friend. Yeah, yeah right? man's best friend. That was a funny part. Yeah. But I, but they said with the Christmas tree, after they like decorated up and everything, they said the the tree just needed a little love. Mm. Um, and I think that was another theme in the in the show that Charlie Brown needed to be showed some love as well. Because um, they, I mean, yeah, they were pretty harsh to him. Oh yeah. Yeah, here's my here's my take on that. If you do, you want to go deep for a second? Yeah, we can. All right, let's deep. go deep. I think when Charlie Brown went to the Christmas tree farm, is it called a farm? Yeah, it, I guess is it still called a farm if they're all aluminum? Like, right. <laughs> I guess <laughs> this so. is our aluminum yeah. tree farm. <laughs> but uh, I think he looked at that that little Christmas tree and and he almost saw himself. I think he saw oh, himself. Oh yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and he. He saw this tree that needed love, needed right. reassurance, just right. needed somebody to come alongside it and spruce it up and remind right. it that it, it mattered and, and somebody right. was willing to. Maybe it uh, was a spruce, care. you know. A spruce, yeah. a spruce. <laughs> yes, I like what you did there. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's an evergreen tree. Oh, yeah. you're, you're spot on. So I'll, I'll just go uh, with that forever now. It's, it was a spruce, right. and it just needed spruced up. <laughs> and, and Charlie Brown, <clears throat> but I think he saw himself in that tree. Right, I think. right. And he probably didn't consciously uh, go through that process in his head. Mm-hmm. But and, and then that's why uh, it's so neat to me as the, as the rest of the special plays out that the tree ends up being the thing that brings them all together. Right. Like it's through the tree that Charlie Brown ends right. up being almost redeemed uh, in his little yeah. social group. Cause, right. Uh, Cause right at the end, like 
Charlie Brown walks off and he's done with the world. He's right. like, <laughs> like, I'm done. I can't take this anymore. Right. And the rest of the kids uh, gather around that tree. Yeah. And you remember when I got all the ornaments to spruce it up? Off Snoopy's doghouse. Off Snoopy's yeah. award-winning right. doghouse that he exactly. decorated to, to earn a bunch of money. money but, yeah. <clears throat> but it's through decorating the tree then right. that they uh, communicate to Charlie Brown that they're they're almost uh, apologizing and trying to pull him back in and, right. and uh, make amends for the way they treated right. him. So, yeah, beautiful closing scene. But also, yeah, I agree. I would, going along with that, too, it's like with all the aluminum trees, that tree was the only thing that was living. It's almost in, in a sense like all the other trees were as if dead, and here's this tree that represented life, mm. a little bit of life, and, and they and then they enhanced the life when they decorated it. And But, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think um, your theme of the tree bringing them together just like the cross brings us together oh wow <laughs> you, you went there <laughs> you that's, went that's there. something <laughs> yeah yeah well and and you who knows what charles schultz was thinking right, at the time right. but of course the themes of christmas and easter are meant to be intertwined they're not meant to be taken yep. individually um so certainly you know i i'm i'm really Maybe grappling with <laughs> trying to picture the closing scene with the cross uh, kind of <laughs> subliminally uh, inserted right. in there, and I don't know that um, that's what he intended, but I think it's a beautiful thought, beautiful way to process the right. whole thing. Yeah. Um, so what you know, I'm trying to think of takeaway. So it's you know, from a, a Christian perspective, we've we've danced around it a bit, but. Um, what is what are our takeaways from this Charlie Brown Christmas special? What what do we learn as Christians that we can then apply, uh, maybe even in 2020 when the world is uh, falling apart here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to our, our Christmas seasons? Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I mean, we touched on a lot of them, but I mean, the obvious the theme is salvation, mm-hmm. um, and and I think I think it's just amazing how. Um, something like this, that God can use something like this from someone who isn't, and I don't know his soul, I don't know what he believed, and he it could have been very much a follower of Christ, but um, from what I've read, it sounds like he wasn't completely committed to Christ, but God is still able to use this, I think, for his purposes, and, and it would be amazed just to think of how many people came to know Christ through this film. Mm-hmm. Um so obviously, yeah, the obvious Christian theme in there about Jesus Christ being the Savior over over the commercialism. But also, I think, too, a Christian theme would be not being blinded by greed and stuff and, and, and all the busyness of Christmas and very much trying to slow it down. And that's one thing, like we mentioned earlier, about the show being simple and the music just simple. Everything was simple. And and the Christian theme was this: it's about the Savior, simply about the Savior. So, yeah. I guess that simplicity would be a theme. Um, what about you? What kind of Christian themes? Yeah. Well, you, yeah. First of all, yeah. You you really. It's almost like a process of illumination. Charles Schultz takes us through all these other right. themes <laughs> that we've attached to Christmas. 
And right. uh, you go through everything from uh, money to yep. gift giving to Christmas cards. Yep. You know, none of these things are inherently bad, right. but um, they can you can get swept up in them and right. lose the focus of, of Christmas. Even the the Christmas pageant itself right. would become a, a complete disaster. Yeah. Like you know, it's, Lucy. It's, yeah, Lucy had said. You just need to get involved in projects, and you'll feel better about Christmas. So, like, <laughs> yeah. just get busy. So, yeah, yeah he just needed a maybe a different project. Right? But yeah, I'm trying. I remember the scene when when they're handing out scripts or or characters for the story, and you know everybody was complaining about who they got, and right. uh, and and uh, what's the pig pen? You know, yeah. was the <laughs> keeper, and the girl right. that plays his wife. All she could do was. Complain about how <laughs> dirty and dusty everything was, yeah. and, and genius Charlie Brown comes along. And he's like, just just picture this is dust, and yeah. here's the other kind of subliminal, like right. biblical messaging that uh, just picture this is dust from an ancient civilization yeah. like Babylon, and Nebuchadnezzar right. yeah, once, exactly. once walked through this same yeah. dust, and yeah, she, she was worried about her curls getting messed up. <laughs> her naturally curly. Yeah, hair. that was funny. Yeah, she didn't buy it, um, but the I don't. I don't know the theme um, that uh, you know to go a little off the the mainstream uh, theme that everybody kind of obviously um, gravitates towards. I think it's interesting to look at Charlie Brown and, and see that he's kind of on the outs the whole time, and yeah. he is somebody everybody looks down upon. They think he he can't do anything right. He just hasn't right. figured life out yet. He doesn't fit in. He yeah. he uh, messes up everything, and and. They go on with their Christmas tradition, celebrating Christmas the way they feel like they should, right. and they keep him on the outside looking in, really, the whole time, yeah. um, and uh, not caring how he felt about the whole experience and right. until the end, and all of a sudden, the entire, um, the entire scene kind of reorients around him, where he's at with what was important to him, right. and um, they kind of come, and, and, and what changes is they come and they meet him where he's at instead of doing their own thing and expecting him to right. somehow blend in with them and adjust to their Christmas expectations and experiences. They came and, and met him where he was at. So right. to me, like one of the takeaways for us on Christmas is you know, we can have our own traditions, we can do our own things, um, we yep. can, you know, there's, there's nothing, you know, any Christmas tradition can be a positive thing, right. but if the season is really about coming alongside other people and spreading joy and cheer and the good news of the birth of Christ, right. uh, then at some point we have to be intentional about stepping outside of our uh, Christmas traditions and experiences as, as much as we love them right. and going to where other people are. And yep. that could be physically, maybe this year it's not physically, maybe yep. it's it's uh, just finding a way to come alongside other people by, um, you know, maybe we're not going to, to the ugly sweater contest, we're, we're right. not going to get all fancied up because we know not everybody can. We're, you know, maybe mm -hmm. we're going to... Uh, we're gonna, you know, give out cookies and bake cookies for everybody, and, and go and hang out with and meet up with people who uh, maybe aren't gonna be invited to all the cool parties or you know whatever yeah. that's gonna look like yeah. this year. But you know, kind of meet people. I call them the the lower uh, the lower folks are the isolated, the outcasts. Right. Even though that's not who they are in reality, that's who we perceive them to be. Mm -hmm. Go to where they're at and adjust to their Christmas mm -hmm. experience instead of expecting them to meet us where we're right. at. Right. And I, and I think it's also too making a 
A Christmas message that's more sustainable and long-lasting than just the gift, give, just the gifts itself. Mm. Um, because I think I, I know for my girls, like we buy them all these gifts for Christmas, and you give it, give it about a week, sometimes less than that, but a week and a half, and they they've already forgotten their gifts, you know, <laughs> and their gifts are just being left out. They're not being treated right. I'm picking them all up and putting them away, and. And very few, if any, of the gifts really make it a whole year of being remembered, mm-hmm. um, let alone, again, the week. But the message of Jesus Christ is is the message that can obviously last a lifetime um, and last long beyond um, just the Christmas season um, and, and Christmas Day itself. It's And it's much more fulfilling. You know, I, I think I, after Charlie Brown heard the Christmas message from Linus, he had like a surge of confidence and just kind of took his tree and walked out in front of all the kids and like, (laughs) you know what, I'm just going to take this tree and yeah, go home and take my tree (laughs) and, uh, and just going to set it up myself. Now, I guess he did get depressed after he put the bulb on it and the tree fell to the ground. (laughs) Um, but he'd have that surge of confidence in the beginning and just left. Um, but then that's when his friends came in and lifted his spirits and, um, but then I, I just love, too, at the very end, it, it went back um, when they're singing Hark the Angels. Was it Hark the Angels? Hark, Hark the, Herald. the Herald Angels Sing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which, again, that was, and I'll be honest, I kind of have a, I don't know if I'm like, I get, maybe my as I get older, I get more sensitive and emotional, I guess. But, I mean, that was. <laughs> do, do tell. <laughs> do tell. Do tell. Uh, but, yeah, that moment was definitely emotional i'm like oh yeah. man it's just so cool to see them come back around to christ and and singing about and again that that song itself was a huge witness to jesus as well just as just as big as linus quoting scripture so um yeah, you know. yeah the uh, the christian themes are very blatant um, right which i appreciate but they're not in your face it's not no yeah, yeah. they're not in your face yeah that's right yeah, I think what you said though is important that um, you need to we need to focus on and, and just as they eventually figured out in in the special, we need to focus on the things that uh, have real significance about the season. And that doesn't mean we don't uh, you know we don't fill in all the all the gaps with all of these um, kind of fluff and and yep. all these these traditions that maybe are are important to us because we, you know we've always done them but ultimately don't really tie us into the the primary significance of the season right. those are all good and, and nothing wrong with them but especially this year right because yeah. some of those some of those traditions are going out the window this right. year you know right. some people yeah. are, are not going to be able to uh right. the the annual christmas party or the uh, even maybe the cookie exchange or the uh visiting relatives right. um you know a lot of those uh, traditions right. even even going to worship for a lot of folks right. uh singing silent night you know in the sanctuary all that stuff is is uh at least in question if not fully out of the picture right and um so what do we, how do we approach the christmas season you know there's right. no there's no avoiding the inevitable kind of disappointment of some of those things lacking, but if we right. can frame our attitudes yep. right going into it and our expectations yep. around 
really celebrating what yeah. we do still have yeah. and uh, making the most of of that, then I think that can at least help us. And maybe right. with uh, trying to work with our children and such uh, in the midst of the season, right. you know, I think I think the burden's on us to to um, make it into something positive or, yeah. or hang on, cling to those positive things, yeah. and not get all down on ourselves about yeah. it. And I think we also we all, all of us need kind of a Linus in our life, mm. um, the one who. It speaks the truth and kind of speaks through all the fog and the clutter and um, one who listened to Charlie Brown and then and then spoke the truth about the true purpose of Christmas. I think we need those people in our life. And sometimes we can, <laughs> I know, like, I know it could be irritating for uh, if you're going through Christmas and someone's like, you know the true meaning of it. Um, <laughs> um, but I think that we got to take time to settle down. And I think also, too, like, I think what's interesting is that Charlie Brown in his depression and trying to understand Christmas was the one who was the one who really had his eyes open while the other ones were just accepting um, in a sense were blind and just accepting Christmas as it was and didn't really think about the true meaning Uh, but Charlie Brown actually had his eyes more wide open and understanding like what is this really about I think that's something that we all need to do, being self-reflective, especially, too, I, I love at the end of the year, you know, Christmas comes at the end, and, and just being self-reflective about 2020, which was quite a year. I mean, there's so much to think about right, um, in right. 2020. So um, sitting back and, and thinking that through and just being introspective and, and um, during this Christmas season and, and uh, recalling all that the Lord has done um, and, re- and just recalling that you know what, this Christmas season really is about um, remembering Christ and what He's done. So as we wrap this up, I, I we just thank everyone for um, listening to these podcasts for, again, quite a while now. Um, and we're looking forward to doing, we have two other films on the list um, that we're going to be speaking about that I'm looking forward to. And we're not going to reveal those yet, so... <laughs> maybe you can I'd be curious to see if anyone could guess what those next two would be um, but yeah so we are um, looking forward to doing those and we want to thank everyone so much for listening to this um, podcast any words from you Paul of lasting words wisdom? of wisdom <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're asking the wrong guy no go go watch uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas special oh, one yeah, more time definitely. Uh, you know what to look for this time around so right. uh, hopefully and enjoy it because um, right. we all need that, that little pick me up this year, and then uh, and then find a way to get out <laughs> into yeah. the world. Uh, so many, so much uh, screen time nowadays. Yeah. So even the Christmas right. specials are are kind of down in the dumps because right. uh, we just need to get out and, and enjoy ourselves, be around people, and, and see and do things. But uh, yeah, thanks for hanging with us, and uh, two more yet to come. And we're gonna do a little little music uh, this month as well, and, and make yep. sure you get to hear from Matthew Dolan. Um, but uh, welcome to Advent, and hope you all enjoy the ride. Yep, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>